Hi there, skating fans. Welcome to another edition of the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast. Hi everyone, and Happy New Year from Skate Canada. I'm Alex Kilby, Skate Canada's Technology Projects Manager. And in this edition of the Alumni Blog, proud to introduce an interview Debbie Wilkes conducted with three-time world champion Elvis Stoiko at the recent Canadian Tire National Skating Championships that just wrapped up in St. John, New Brunswick. As athlete ambassador at the event, Elvis shared accounts of some of his experiences competing at nationals, the things that taught him, and the lessons he hopes he can pass along. It is now 20 years post-competition, and he is still one of the most sought-after performers in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's join Elvis and Debbie. Hi everyone and welcome to St. John, New Brunswick Harbour Station, site of the 2019 Canadian Tire National Skating Championships. I'm Debbie Wilkes, sitting today alongside three-time world champion Elvis Stoiko, the athlete ambassador for this event. Welcome Elvis, it's always a treat to catch up with you, find out what's going on, to get your views on a few things. We'll cover a few of those today. Thank you. It's always a treat to be here with you, Debbie, and uh, always enjoy doing interviews with you. <laughs> Listen, as athlete ambassador, this is not a new role for you. You've done it at several other events. What is it that makes it so special? I think it's just getting back to see the next generation of kids that are out there doing their thing, especially at this event, because this is so, this is kind of historic when you have the changing of the guard, and there was such a big change after last year, so many skaters have, have moved on, but, um, you know, getting a chance to, to see the next generation, uh, seeing what the kids are up to now, uh, reconnecting with old friends along the way um, that are, that used to skate with or train with or now coaching and having their own kids that are, that are now part of the, uh, you know, the, the next generation of of skating and and um, you know seeing it's it's interesting to see that people still uh, recognize me which is I've been around for a while and and uh, <laughs> I've been but I've been out of it for a while which is which has been um, you know exciting uh, doing other things but uh, you know still come back in skating I still have those feelings at competition I come I'm, I'm a step away from it now I'm in I kind of those it's like having an old flame you know, and you sure. come back, and you those feeling. No matter what, those feelings are. They just remind you of the the, the amazing times that uh, I've had. You know, during my competitive career. I know it's been a long time since you were actually on competitive ice, but do you recall some of the high points and low points of your career as a competitor when you come to an event like this? Yeah, there's moments where you know I remember going to my first World Championships in Halifax and. I remember going into the was arena. Was that the last year of figures? Last year of figures. Right. Yeah, I competed in figures that, that season. And I remember walking in. We had one of the first early practices in the morning, and no one was in the arena. Uh, there was no one. They didn't have the arena open to the public at the time that, that morning. And I remember walking in, and I walked through the Zamboni entrance, and I just stood there, and I just took in the whole arena. And I realized this is my first world championships at the this world stage and I remember just smelling and taking in the energy of it all I was you know all of 17 years old and and I remember that and yesterday I walked in and we had the uh, mer the medal ceremonies and I kind of the same entrance I walked in there's a few people you know there was some practicing going on and whatnot and I just stood there and I could still remember 
the feeling. It's arena. You see the seats, and you just imagine the seats being filled, everyone watching, the tension that's built up, that moment when you're stepping on the ice, when they announce your name, the marks have been have gone to the last skater, and you're about, you're right on the cusp where you cross that line of you do it or you don't do it. And there's that moment, you know, that threshold moment. And you always remember that that threshold moment because that's the, the do or die moment. And it's it, it always comes back. And it's interesting. It's too bad that those that are listening can't actually see Elvis because when you describe that moment I actually watched you your body language here sitting beside me it was like reviewing it again and that look on your face I could see the sparkle in your eye that was uh, about embrace this moment mm-hmm. and, and really that's been your motto throughout your career mm-hmm. embrace the moment embrace the moment it was always a challenge because you know what it's like competing it's 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 that moment where everything culminates every single struggle day that you train the high and it's usually more of a struggle than the great days it's always of course. you know the one out of one day out of the month that's that's so easy and the rest are all a struggle those early mornings the sacrifices the frustrations um you know the get up and go the sacrifices of the family everyone involved the str- the money struggles and it all culminates to that one moment and with all that you you have to almost just let it all go and and it's so hard to to trust it and you have to trust the training and trust the moment and and realize that all of it's coming now and you have to get out of your own way and allow that moment to to come to fruition and be the destiny you've created for yourself and it's a very hard thing to do and and the only way we talked about this earlier the only way you get good at being comfortable being uncomfortable is do it repetitively keep doing it just keep training it and I was in a lot of competitions as a young skater my mom put me in every local club competition there was smart lady she put me out there I did a a ton of local carnivals I was always asked to come out to skate and she put me out there and I just in front of people in front of people in front of people over and over to get the feeling of how that feeling okay I know what to feel I know what my body's gonna feel like I know the intensity my legs are gonna be jelly I'm gonna be a little bit heavy okay just trust it because no matter matter how it feels if you trust your training it'll it'll happen and you just rise above that there's a moment where your body actually lifts you actually that's where that that term comes from it's that rise above your body actually lifts and stands and lifts the weight that the pressures or whatever you have upon yourself that come down you actually reach up and meet it at the same moment and if you can match it you'll have a great skate and if it if you can't and you feel a little bit of doubt, that weight pushes you down, you feel heavy and then you start doubting and then, then that's where that spiral starts to go downwards. And then it's, a, it's like digging in sand. It's hard to get out of it, especially when you're in the program. Looking back on your competitive career and comparing that to what you see out here in St. John with the, the newcomers, mm-hmm. the new batch of soon-to-be champions, would you say that that's the the hardest challenge is kind of managing nerves, managing that that thing that kind of crawls up your back, that doubt that um, tries to, I don't know, worm itself into Mm -hmm. your confidence. Is that the hardest part of competing? Absolutely. It's at that level, when you go, when you're under pressure, um, there is the, 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 the flight or fight response and all your demons come at that moment 
you can go and practice and train at home and, and the demon will be there and you just push him aside because you're just, oh, I'll deal with it later, I'll deal with it later, I'll deal with it later. But if you're not always facing it on a constant basis, competing and competing and competing and being putting yourself in a pressure situation. And a vulnerable situation. Absolutely. You have to be in that state to get good at it. That's the only way. You're just, no one became a master at just doing it. Uh, out of nowhere you have to you have to train it you have to understand it and each time you do it you you shave a layer off of it and you gain confidence so when the body feels off you realize oh this is totally normal I can do it oh, oh I've done it before with this feeling I felt this feeling before and I've done it oh I'm good or this is a new feeling but you know what I trust it it's it's that sensation that you have to you know like I said get be comfortable being uncomfortable that's a, a great phrase and something that um, I think we, we all have some trouble with that mm. because we don't want to be uncomfortable. It's like everything's off kilter, you, yeah. you can't figure it out, you're analyzing yourself, and yet learning how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is probably the greatest asset. And that's what's helped me being successful in other things in life whether it be you know acting I'm in an acting class and I, I make sure that I go in and will have my peers or people I just met and now I have to be vulnerable acting a character which is when real acting you're not acting you're actually touching upon real moments of your life and motion that is real it's authentic so you have to basically bear yourself there with all more, the scrutiny. more vulnerability. More vulnerability again, you know, and it's it's a skill where you have to learn piece by piece. And you know, I'll be working in a class with a, an acting coach, and I'll have little ticks in my face that I do when I'm nervous, and we start working on how to get rid of it, alleviate that, okay, calm that down, and then eventually you find that place where you're calm, and then all of a sudden this character starts to evolve out of almost nowhere, but it's within you, and that's where these kids. Now that, you know, the changing of the guard happens and there's this, you know, un, like this, this gold medal or silver or bronze that are left up for grabs, who's going to go for it? Who's going to allow themselves to feel like they deserve it? It's, if they feel they deserve it, they'll, they'll go and get it. It's not if anybody else. It's, it's them. If they feel like they, they want it because they've seen people with it and there's a lot of responsibility so some kids will be afraid of these responsibility that's around that sure so they'll stand in their own way so there's a lot of things that that can play on the mind do i deserve it do i do i really want this it's 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 within my grasp i've worked this my whole life and now it's there oh my gosh can i handle it you know there's all these things that happen within the mind well we talk about it in psychological terms fear of failure or fear of success. Yes. Interesting, isn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. uh, walking through the building with you is quite an experience here at the championships. It's like walking with the king. You know? <laughs> not, not to prey on the uh, Elvis Presley king thing, but it is. People stop and talk to you. They want to have their picture taken with you. Uh, even some of the young skaters, we had a, a wonderful moment just coming in here with the interview. One of the volunteers said her five-year-old grandson wanted her to say hello to you. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It, uh, it just, I can't put it into words. It's just being acknowledged for what I've done. It's just a nice kind of just, hey, you know what? It's kind of cool. 
You know, it's that feeling we acknowledge what you've done, and and that this generation, a five year old. I Imagine. mean, I, I mean, I, I was still like, I mean, I retired in '02, like five years old, and and thankfully to YouTube, yeah, <laughs> that that's people get people know. But like when I was on tour, Thank You Canada tour and Stars on Ice and and everything, like I'm getting these ovations that I didn't expect, and it's just nice. It just adds to that extra little bit of going for the ride when I'm skating. There's that ride that you. You just go on and you just run it and you just the music hits and you just you let go and, and just enjoy it and it's it's just a, it's an awesome thing well there aren't very many skating athletes that have the uh, longevity that you have created for yourself uh, I mean a, an incredible amateur career competitive career and then you took uh, a little while away from it, and mm-hmm. then decided to come back. And I mean, you're as you're as big and as famous and as sought after as ever. How long is this going to go on for? Well, that's that's the big question. It's a matter of um, you know when I'm talking with the producers, I said, well, for probably for the next quadrennial, for that next Olympics, and then I'll have to decide. That's why I'm kind of prepping for you know focused on my acting, um, and you know maybe in plans of maybe writing a book and 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 doing that after um i'm not big on becoming a coach but i like to mentor i like to work with coaches and their skaters and do seminars and already this march i have my whole march like completely booked for club shows and seminars and they contact me and you know around this time i already have for next year 2020 i already have some shows already lined up and it's it's pretty cool because they're um that connection i think we talked about it really about the authenticity that I was that's what I speak about and and I had to also at this age is trying to find what makes me tick what makes me go out there and what I found is I love to perform I love to challenge myself under those conditions but I love performing so whether it be on stage acting whether it be on stage skating on the ice skating or you know in front of a camera there's that performance moment and show authenticity and take people on a journey whether it be in a two-minute number, whether it be in an hour film, whether it be in a two-hour feature, whether it be on stage for a two-hour stage play. It take people away from the regular life and take them on this journey of an emotional roller coaster that they don't always get a chance to feel in regular life going to a job and doing some things that are typically we call kind of mundane because we all go through it. But we then have that experience. I take them on the ride and then we ride the experience together. So it's not just me doing it, it's it becomes a connection between the two. So whether it's stage, you have an audience. Film, you have people around and you can feel the energy between the scene partner, between a, in a monologue within yourself. There's this whole aspect that I, cl- I connected with and realized that's what I'm meant for. That's why I'm here. I have something to say. Then it can be through speaking, can be through the acting through speech, can be through the emotion, can be through my skill as a skater. It's all these things, and and I find every time I do it in front of people, I do that in front of people, there's a connection there, and I realize I should be aware of my strengths, work on my weaknesses, but be aware of my strengths and know what my gifts were, why I was here, and then embrace them. And I'm 46 years old, and and I'm still learning. I'm still always trying to uh, take it another step forward, go a little deeper, show a little more, give a little more, and, and that's what makes life worth living for me anyways you speak quite passionately about giving seminars 
and uh, I'm very interested to know a little bit more about what's in those seminars, but I, I also want to point out before we get there that you talk not so much about teaching skating, but about teaching about skating. What are some of those things that you try to uh, share with skaters in seminars? The, the biggest thing is not everyone's going to be that gold medal champion or make to the Olympics. There's a lot of different avenues that skating can take, whether it go through, you know, a lot of girls will end up going through precision or they'll end up becoming synchro. great synchro, yeah. do great skaters. They they have a good repertoire, great, great performers that end up going on cruise ships and go to Disney um, and become a principal there. My wife was a principal skater through Disney throughout the years and did high school musical on ice and had a great career and she still continues to do stuff like that with me and it's such a way to express and skating has so many different avenues not just the competitive stream um, and when I work with the kids I try to get them to reach their potential whatever that is and realize that skating might be just a conduit for them to go on to something else a stepping stone so it showed them something they learned well maybe this wasn't a wasn't I I wasn't meant to do this for the rest of my life but it showed me the direction I was supposed to go so it, it, it helped them that way and I look at it that way and allow them to take whatever skills they learn we're chatting that they can use it anywhere so that's the that's the way so it's not just skating specific I work on technique that's skating specific, of course, and, and it's interesting when I work technique, going from a technique point of view, it's not just technique, I work on, I gotta be watch when I say with it, it's biomechanics, right? So biomechanics, you have, there's different Russian technique or this technique or that, you have to do this with your body. I look at when the body's not functioning or not firing properly, there's different parts of the body that's not awake and not activated. And if I get them to activate, no matter what technique they do, it's going to work, right? Some techniques may be a little better depending on the body type. So I don't work on, you need to do this technique, this is how you do it. I look and see, okay, well that's not firing and that's not firing, arms not firing or legs not firing within the technique. So I go deeper than what the technique is and I work from there, I work from the in and come out, not the outgoing in. Interesting. I'd like to take a couple of lessons. <laughs> Elvis, when you think about being an alumnus of Skate Canada, can you kind of sum up, and maybe it's not something you've really thought about before, but what has that journey meant for you? Wow. Kind of a big question. It is a big question. I mean, just to be part of such a great history of Canadian skating you included I mean we I I was a skater because of all the things that were came before me and all these skaters are there because of the stuff we did and they're the next generation so you always have to look back and see what what inspired me what made me stronger what and it was all the people that came before me that, that inspired me and sometimes even and I, I bring this up with Toller because Toller was kind of like a nemesis in a way because he was so <laughs> anti-Elvis. And it was so great because people, we had the, I've had conversations with Toller and he, his vision of skating was so different and he was himself. But when he always kind of was really aggressive with me on watching me skate and he would do his commentary, it made me stronger. It always showed me another side on, okay. 
Alright, this makes me tougher. Okay, it just makes me want it a little bit more. And make me dig a little deeper. So I always thank the people that, not just, you know, the pat on the back is fine, but the ones that are, they're kind of that, that challenging force you. challenging you, that's what makes you stronger. And I always say you're only good as your, your uh, competitors. You're only as good as your competition. Because competition breeds strength to push forward. It makes you dig deeper, go a little further. You know, and, and you, you, you never know what you're going to achieve unless you're pushed. What do you see for skating in the future? Where do you think we're going? Wow, I mean, now it's... Speaking of big questions. <laughs> yeah, like, we see some of the juniors. I mean, I, ha I don't know. I haven't been around this next gen. This is like three generations now, but, uh, past, but um, going into the future. But these young kids, uh, I've seen some, some of the girls from Russia that we've seen. Just yes. for example, like all these quads and stuff. Hopefully their bodies can hold up. But it's, uh, it's this next phenom of incredible skating. I, I can't even imagine where it's gonna go really um it just as long as they as long as they keep you know technically it's great i, I love that because it's the sport it's that they push themselves so they challenge and it's the it's the story we talk about the stories the authenticity of the individual that will become the superstar the star that will make a change that will touch people's hearts it's when they're you know authentically themselves whether they win or they crash like just flatten right out those moments we ride with them so whether they're a high or a low we ride them with the champions and that's what's the amazing ride but if you have no connection to the character the high or low it really doesn't matter you you're impressed by the the technique you're impressed by what they their skill you're like great but what it's the human connection what's what, the story what's the story behind it how did they achieve that how did why did they fall and under wow now watch them come back and they 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 rise back you know you see the rising of, of a lot of athletes that come back and that is that's a story that people can connect with because we're all doing that on from time to time in our lives we're riding that wave in our own worlds sometimes it's only within your family or within you you know for a lot of skaters and athletes in front of the whole world right and that that's a tough thing to have when you're when you have all the you know so many eyes on you true enough my yeah. goodness, yeah. you've, you've learned so many of those lessons and learned them so well and have shared them so generously and honestly with the rest of the world. Proud to have you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Today on the Alumni Blog, we were visited by many-time Canadian champion, two-time Olympic silver medalist, and three-time world champion Elvis Stoiko, as he and alumni chair Debbie Wilkes shared some of their skating memories. We hope you enjoy, in general, listening to the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast, and we encourage you to subscribe on your mobile device, on your uh, MP3 player, on your computer, anywhere that you might listen to us on the go or at home. You can search for us on any of the major uh, podcasting directories, including Google Play and Apple iTunes. Just search for Skate Canada Alumni Podcast. And uh, feel free to mention us to your friends and uh, skating colleagues all over the country and all over the world as well. We'll have more skating memories next month on the Alumni Blog. That's alumni.skatecanada.ca. Thanks for joining us again. I'm Alex Kilby, and uh, we hope to see you next time as well. Well,